Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Well, it's an honour to, to share with you this morning and I have the privilege of bringing the word. Um, and uh, I must say, I love you, church. I, every time, it, it kind of feels different. When I, get, when I get up to share the word, I, I have this sense of love for, for what God's doing in this body. You guys are so precious to the plan of God that he would have us all gathered at this time in his plan under the same roof that we'd be receiving the word of God together in such times like this. It's, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm reminded of it every time. Every time. And I love what God's doing in this house. It's a special place, amen? Praise God. Well, um, my wife was up here just before. For those that don't know me, my name is Andrew, and uh, my wife Kenzie, and we have a little, a little dinosaur, I mean toddler, named uh, Nathaniel. He's a little velociraptor. He leaves a, a trail of destruction everywhere he goes. He's a bit like me. I think Kenzie's dubbed in my ways of when I walk into a room, I'm leaving socks and clothes and stuff. My son is, uh, he, the apple doesn't fall far from the trees. Toys kind of lead the trail for where he's been. So we never have to wonder too much where he is. We just follow the trail of snacks and toys and damage. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. But um, yeah, he was in the first service and he, he, he saw me. So he kept on calling out. And Oh, man, it's... Uh, it is an honor that we get to share that uh, with Father God, the, 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 the honor of fatherhood. And I'm, I'm very, very uh, thankful to the Lord for my family. And you are also my family as well. I've, I've come to Rhema for 12 years now. 11? I'm looking at my dad. These are my parents over here. Um, and uh, yeah, 11 years. So I'm part of the furniture here. Just make sure you don't sit on me when you're trying to find yourself a seat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before I start, does anyone know what today is? It's Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? I am. I'm so thankful for what this means for us as a body. And, you know, Pentecost, and sometimes we... It, might feel like it's this, uh, like it's, a, it's, it's quite a big name, right? Pentecost, what does that mean? Pentecost just counts 50 days. It's the Greek for 50 days from after when Jesus rose from the dead and, uh, and he ascended 40 days later and 10 days after that, he sent the promise of the Spirit. He sent the Holy Ghost to breathe life on the believers and empower the believers that was the birth of the church. F folks, we're sitting here because the Holy Spirit showed up in that upper room. We get to participate in the divine nature of God because of that day when the Holy Ghost came down and divided like tongues of fire upon the believers. Hallelujah. The power of God dwelling within man. It's so... It's so profound. It's so profound. 
And, uh, you know, 120 believers gathered into that one room and they didn't leave the same. When they left, they had the helper. They had the comforter. They had the power to become witnesses. The power of God, the person who is the power of God, the Holy Ghost, came down and the church was born, the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Exodus 19. You know what I love about the Bible is it, it has these parallels and these patterns that if you see something you, that's quite profound, you might, you might see it again in a, in a hidden way, in like a type and a shadow kind of relationship where you see the same thing but it's different. And in the New Testament, things are being revealed in new ways. In Exodus 19, we have the, the it tells the story about how uh, the, the, the presence of God descended on the top of Mount Sinai. And when the presence of God hit the top of the mountain, there was a thick smoke that filled the top of the mountain and the, the people were, were barricaded at the bottom and, and, and told not to cross that barrier. Only Moses could cross that barrier to see the presence of God and to experience an encounter with God Most High. And that was... Um, That was, that was the Holy Spirit coming down in the old covenant. But in the new covenant, when the Holy Spirit it, uh, shows up in that upper room, it's not just smoke from a distance, but we get to experience the fire of God. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? The fire of God that lights and ignites the church, the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. It's not just smoke. It's a fire. Tell someone next to you, it's not just smoke this time. It's a fire. Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So today, it's an acknowledgement of what happened in that room. And not only that, when we align ourselves with the, 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 the banner of being a Pentecostal church, we are saying that we believe that the work of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit are still present and we, we believe and we partake of them in this body, in this fellowship as a Pentecostal church. We believe that what happened then is not irrelevant and stuck in a moment. It is here and now. It is here and now. Hallelujah. So... Um, it being Pentecost Sunday, I felt a stirring in my spirit. And it's funny how the Lord confirms his word uh, through different sources, through, you know, out of the mouth of two witnesses, right? And over the course of this week, there's been about three people that have brought this topic that I was kind of filtering through, God, what do you want me to speak about? And uh, I really sensed in my heart uh, to speak about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. Don't you just love him? Hallelujah. Here, uh, um, I, I call this message, Life After Pentecost. What now? And uh, to understand our function in the body of Christ, we have to 
understand the ways that the Holy Spirit was sent to help us, sent to empower us. And we're going to look at a few of those today, not all of them, because there's so much. You could spend a whole eternity unpacking the work of the Holy Spirit. He is so powerful. He is, he is all throughout Scripture. He is at creation. He is at the baptism of Jesus. He is at the giving of the Torah, he's at the, you know, he's, he's everywhere, he's so immense, this, this person of the Godhead who we have the privilege of having live on the inside of us, Ooh, Jesus, Jesus, thank you for baptizing us in the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, let's look at some of the functions of the Holy Ghost as we get started, before we get started, let me just pray. Father, I thank you for your presence that's here, Lord. I thank you for the corporate anointing as saints gather to come and receive your supply. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Let your supply be so pure today as we break open the word. Let them hear your voice, not mine. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Grace my lips, grace my words, and I thank you, Lord. For the soil of the hearts, Lord, let it bear good fruit in Jesus' mighty name. And we all say, amen. Hallelujah. Some of the functions of the Holy Spirit, we've got him as the helper. Aren't you thankful that you have help? One of the things we're currently teaching Nathaniel is if he gets into a spot of trouble where he's stuck, if he's got his arm caught, we say, Nathaniel, say, help, help. It's one of those most simple things, but man, our complex God even cares about the simple things like help. He's our comforter. Aren't you thankful he's the comforter? Oh man, peace that passes all understanding by the Holy Ghost. He's our advocate and our standby, meaning he's our representative. I love that uh, the word says that when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings. Hallelujah. He represents us. He intercedes for us. And our standby, he's always there. He is the, the person of God's power. He is God's empowerment to the body. He is the gift that God gave that God's not taken back. Hallelujah. He is the seal, the guarantee of redemption. He leads and he guides. He leads us into the truth. He testifies of Jesus. He convicts us of righteousness and he convicts the world of sin. He gives us utterance. He gives us what to say. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm just so thankful for those functions that, of the Holy Spirit. His role, I am. We're going to look into some of these in, 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 a, in a closer lens and hopefully some, something that you may not have seen before, something that breeds a fresh light. I, I trust that this will be a blessing to you today. Our text scripture is uh, John 14, or 16 through 20. And in this, Jesus is giving the promise of the Spirit. Verse 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, say the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you, say in you, 
I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You will also live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Praise the Lord. That scripture has so many aspects just woven in. And we're going to unpack a, unpack a number of them. The first role that uh, the Holy Spirit plays is that we want to dive in today. As we mentioned, there's so many roles that he plays. There's so many things that he does for us, um, does for the church. But is his role in our sonship. I want to look at how he leads the sons of God. How he leads us into our identity as sons. And in Romans 8 verse 15 it says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Hallelujah. So what that's saying is that the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts and births this desire to call out to Father God as Abba. Father, that's, that's the word for Daddy. That's so personal. That's such a, it's a term of a an, an close relationship that it's almost a pet name but still having that honor and responsibility as father. When my son calls my name, he said, Dada, Dada. Last night, he was up in the middle of the night. (laughs) He had a bit of a rough night last night as we were trying to prepare. Both his mom and I were ministering this morning, and he woke up in the middle of the night um, just feeling a bit unwell and a bit cryy. But the, it's funny because he can be like half asleep, but then when he realizes we're right there, dada, dada, and he's all of a sudden up and active and like, I thought you were feeling unwell like a, a second ago. But um, yeah, he's precious. I can get caught up talking about him. You just witnessed a moment of that. But um, the Holy Spirit in our, to our spirits bears witness and he bursts this desire to call out Abba, Father. You might be sitting here today and you may have not have, uh, you know, experienced some of the, 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 you know, really intense manifestations of the Holy Spirit, like, you know, casting demons out and, and uh, you know, words of knowledge and prophecy and stuff. But if you've had this desire to raise your hands in worship and just say, Father, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's him working in you. Don't doubt it and don't, don't ever not identify that. That's precious. That is the work of the Holy Spirit in how he leads the sons of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's at work. And uh, in, in John 14, verse 7, Jesus is talking, uh, verse 17, Jesus is talking and he says, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. How, how, how will Jesus not leave us as orphans if he's going away? He just said he's going away. 
by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Who, he's like a nurturer, a caretaker. And he leads us into our identity as sons and daughters of the Most High. I love this function of the Holy Spirit because it's, it's what makes me feel close to Daddy God. So many times in church history, we've felt this need to, to make man so separate from God and that spits in the face of what Jesus did. Jesus came to bring us close. By his blood, we have been brought near to him and the Spirit is, by what, is what makes us cry out, Father, Hallelujah. We even, um, in Romans 8, verse 14, it says this, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Holy Spirit, one of his roles is he teaches us sonship. He guides us into sonship. We even see even Jesus was led this similar way. We see in, in Luke chapter 3, at, the bapti- at his baptism, they're in the Jordan, uh, John the Baptist is um, about to baptize him, and the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. This is the work of the Holy Spirit, even working with Jesus. The Holy Spirit that leads even Jesus while he was on the earth. I love that picture. The Holy Spirit descending like a dove and with it a voice coming from heaven saying, this is my beloved son. Some of you might be sitting in here today and you might have never felt this in a really close relationship with God. You might have feel, felt like this level of closeness is just for the pastors and just for this person that's on the worship team and just for you know, this one here and just for this one because they've been walking with the Lord for long. The Holy Spirit is inviting you on the journey of finding out your value as a child of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I love that after that, we see the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus, descends upon him like the dove. The voice comes saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The next thing is that the Holy Spirit leads him into the wilderness. And the thing that Satan tries to target is the sonship. And yet Jesus is able to come out under the power of, of the Holy Ghost. It says after the devil left him that he came out of the wilderness under the power of the Holy Ghost. I like to view that through the lens of really knowing his sonship after being tempted, passing the test. Hallelujah. Being full of that power, full of that understanding. I'm the son of God. Praise the Lord. And, and I love that that's not just something for you know a distant God to enjoy, that title of sons, but he is called us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the sons of God. You're a child of God this morning. The second thing we want to look at today that the Holy Spirit does is that he testifies and he reveals Jesus to us. In Acts 1 verse 8 it says, but you will receive Power, say power, Power. 
when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses, say witnesses, in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We are sitting here in the land down under, which many would consider to be the end of the earth because of that power that came down at Pentecost. And someone who knew someone who knew someone who told you about Jesus knew someone who knew someone who knew someone that was in that upper room. This is our heritage. Isn't that cool? Come on. Come on. It's common sense, but sometimes it's not so common. The Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. Jesus said, he will bear witness of me. One of the, the reasons why I find this aspect of the Holy Spirit to be so pivotal in our lives today about testifying of Jesus, showing us the true Jesus, is because there are so many narratives going on in this world, so much politics and so many ideologies that are trying to claim Jesus for themselves. Saying if Jesus was here, he would have sided with this party. And Jesus, if, if Jesus was here, then he would have you know, not been so hard on this ones. And if Jesus was here, and they're trying to hijack and make a counterfeit Jesus without having any standpoint in the word and without having the Holy Spirit reveal the nature of Christ. And so many times I can see a representation of Jesus in film or if it's, you know, just like a, someone's trying to poke some satirical fun at my Lord and Savior and, and they, they might do a little thing where, you know, where they have a, a picture or maybe they're trying to really tell a story about Jesus. And I, by the Spirit, because Jesus has been revealed to my heart, I see him, even though I wasn't there when he was on the earth, I see him with the eyes of my heart because the Holy Spirit has testified of him to my heart. And I can say, that's not the King of Kings. That's not the King of Kings that I worship. That's not the Lord of all creation who fills all things. That's not the head of the church. That's, that's some, some hippie. That's some, you know, that's, that's some country bumpkin that, you know, won't amount to anything in his life. They try to hijack our Jesus. And that's why it's so important to have the Holy Spirit reveal the person of Jesus to you. We talk so much about being, having our identities in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. If we have a, a skewed picture of what it means to be in Christ because we don't know what Christ was actually like, then we'll never actually see the fruit of being in Christ. And that's why the Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus calls him the spirit of truth that will lead, lead us into all truth. And I love that Jesus calls himself the truth. He's the, so he, Jesus is saying, he's the spirit of truth that will lead you deeper into an understanding of me. That's one of the things I love about Jesus. Uh, I love about this, this function of the Holy Ghost is that he teaches us the in Christ truths. He teaches us the identity of what it means to be in Christ Jesus. And um, the other thing about that, that, that line about you shall receive power 
from on high and you shall become my witnesses. I know lately in the news there's been a very famous court case, you know, and, you know, they're called witnesses to the stand and different trials. So we've all of late probably been overly aware of, you know, different court cases going on. The thing to be a, a witness means you'd have to be there. You'd have to be at the scene of a crime. If I witnessed, you know, someone hurting someone and I get called upon as a witness, I can't be a witness if I wasn't there. And so what the Holy Spirit does in the life of a believer, even thousands of years after Jesus has walked the earth, is that he places you at the scene of the death, the burial, and the resurrection and he makes it real to you as if you were there yourself. And when you see it, when you see Jesus on the cross, you know he's taking your sin. And when someone calls on you to testify, you say, yep, he took my sin. I was there. I know. I have been crucified with Christ. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is the work of the Holy Ghost. He places us at the scene so that we can testify of something we didn't even see in the physical, but has been revealed in the spiritual. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we know it. The spirit of revelation goes off. The spirit of wisdom and revelation goes off. And we know that our sins have been paid for on the cross. We know that Jesus is risen. He's no longer in the grave. Things that only the spirit can reveal. Jesus is talking to Peter. And he says, who do men say I am? And Peter says, oh, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. And then Jesus asked him, who do you say I am? And Peter says, I say you are God's Messiah. You are the Son of God. Yeah. And Jesus said, flesh and bone didn't reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven. And who makes known the mind of God? The Spirit. He makes known the, the mind of God to our spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He, he makes it as if we were there, that we saw it, that we partook in the sacrifice, and it becomes so real that even this morning as you took communion, there was a transaction that you took place. Once again, the work of the Holy Spirit making you transact something that happened that you weren't physically there for, but you bring it into the present. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. I love how I could unpack this the whole of my life. Thank you, Jesus. The power to become witnesses, right? How many of you remember that in, in the later part of the Gospels, or Matthew tw uh, 26, you see uh, Peter totally afraid for his life, totally in fear of his life. He's just witnessed the temple police come and arrest Jesus and take him away to the Sanhedrin. And, and uh, they're afraid because they've just seen him beaten and attacked and uh, come at with clubs and swords. And, and Peter is frightened. He is so scared for his life that when uh, someone in the crowd spots him and says, I know who you are, 
You're with that Galilean. You, you, you're one of his right-hand men. And he, he says, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's so afraid. He's so afraid. And then another person comes up and he, and he says, you know, oath, you know, I, I don't know this guy. In Australia, we have this, you know, the world speaks of a, a word that comes before oath and, you know, we, we can know the tone of which he's saying this. It's rough. It's a big distance. It's like... And then a third time, someone comes up to him again and he, he, he denies again. This was Jesus' right-hand man at his, in, in his ministry. This isn't just one of the disciples that was on the fold that uh, felt like he was on the outer. This was someone that was in the inner fold, one of the, the really close four. And yet, in this time, we see him shaking in his boots for his own life. He doesn't know what they're going to do to him. He doesn't know what they're going to do to the other disciples. He doesn't know what they're going to do with Jesus, even though Jesus is saying, no, I must lay my life down. The Son of Man must be crucified. And yet we see in Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit comes upon him, and this same cowardly man who denied Jesus, this same cowardly man that, that swore even to distance himself, to say, hey, I'll even chuck in a swear word so you don't associate me with this man. That same man, under the power of the Holy Ghost, stood up and delivered the first gospel message, and at the end of it, 3,000 people were saved. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit who gives power to be witnesses. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you need that power of the Holy Ghost to strengthen and boost your witness. I know that in my, in my own life, I've lived life as that Peter in Matthew 26, that cowardly one that, that even compromised my own faith at times. But I'm telling you what, I'm ready to yield to the Holy Ghost because I want some Acts 2 Andrew standing up preaching the gospel. Hallelujah, and getting 3,000 people saved. That's what I want in my life. This life that we're called to live as Christians isn't just about, it's not a self-help gospel. It's not about just me making good decisions and making wise decisions and doing good things for people. It's about being filled with the presence of God. Hallelujah. Do I have any church in here that are filled and wanting to be filled with the power and the spirit and the presence of Almighty God? Because that's what's at stake here. That's what's at stake here. That's what's on offer here. God is inviting you to become filled with the presence of God. The very essence of God living inside your body. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the baptizer. When John's talking about the baptism of the... Of, I, I baptize you with water, but someone's coming. will baptize you with holy fire. Oh, hallelujah. He's, I love this. Papa Steve shared with me this about, he's the promise of the Father, sent from the Father, but baptized by Jesus. You see, all three, when you become filled with the Spirit, all three are present. Whoo! No wonder tremendous power, life-altering power comes upon you at that time. The Godhead is involved. Come on. Woo! Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
John 15, verse 26. But when the helper comes, whom I will send you from the Father. See, when the helper comes, whom I will send you from who? The Father. The Spirit of truth who proceeds from the, from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. But we saw that even though we weren't there in you know, two, uh, you know, zero AD or whenever this happened, the Holy Spirit places us there. Ooh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He convicts us of righteousness convicts you know sometimes sometimes we think when when the Holy Spirit convicts us of righteousness that it's um, it's kind of like a, a lesser thing like but some of the times when I've just been broken before the Lord is when I know I've missed it and he reminds me this is who you are this is who you are this is the nature of God in you, Andrew. You don't have to live from that low place anymore. And my heart is broken because he has convicted me of righteousness. Hallelujah. I love the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. I'll keep moving. Uh, um, oh, man, there's so much. Thank you, Lord. So just to summarize this point about being powerful witnesses and revealing Jesus, the Holy Spirit makes clear in Christ's truths. The Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. The Holy Spirit makes real the work of the cross in your life as if you were there yourself and you understand it fully. Number three, the third one we're going to look at is the infilling of God's power into the church. The Holy Ghost is that person of power. He is the power of God as a person, the essence of God. And um, in, in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19, it says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. Sometimes we, we think of our lives as a way to sort of fit Jesus in. Like, oh, I gotta, you know, fit Jesus into my day, take some time to fit Jesus. And it's all well and good. It's our best attempt to want to worship when our understanding isn't fully there. It, it, it was me that was baptized into him. I'm the one that my life is now hid in Christ. I'm the extension of him. He's not the addition to me. I'm come and I'm now adopted into his family. I'm, I'm now, my, my identity, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. This isn't something extra that when I became a Christian, I added to my life. This is my nature being switched out of the kingdom of darkness, swallowed up into the person of Christ. Hallelujah. Fully immersed, fully baptized. When, when, uh, when the instruction for the baptisms is given, it says baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That word baptize is full submersion into that name. My identity is changed. 
I'm not me with God. I'm, I'm in him. I'm in Christ. That's why Paul puts so much emphasis about being in Christ. It's because it's not just having a little sprinkle of Christ. It's being in him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Once you, oh man, once you, you start seeing yourself as that, the distance that sometimes, you know, the, 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 the religion tries to place between you and God starts to just, ah, disappears. Swallowed up in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The infilling of the Holy Ghost. When I uh, opened up, we talked about Pentecost being the birthplace of the church. Let me tell you this, the Holy Ghost is still committed to this day to filling the church with power. How many of you could do with more power this morning? How many of you want a fresh infilling? I don't want to just be filled up once, you know, a long time ago. I want to be, keep being filled. Because I, I know that when I'm being filled, there's a, there's a responsibility on me to be poured out. There is a calling on me to be poured out. So I need to be filled every day of my life. Hallelujah. God desires to fill you with his glory, with his presence. This was his, his end game all along with the types in the shadows of the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant being amongst the people and how they had to live around this. It was all a type and shadow of something that was hidden for the ages but was revealed to us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's been revealed. It's been revealed. The next time someone just wants to lower your, your understanding of what Jesus paid for with his blood to get into you by saying, oh, you're just a sinner saved by grace. Don't try to exalt yourself. This isn't a man exalting gospel. This isn't me trying to make up things to make man be more than he is. We are made in the image of God. Doesn't mean we have the same essence of God, like God, Jesus, and the, and the Holy Spirit share the essence of being God. But what he has given to us as man is the potential to carry his nature on the inside, just like that ark made of wood and gold was able to house the presence of God under the mercy seat between the cherubim. The presence of God is able to dwell in you, in your life. The same presence of God, unfiltered. The presence of God that changed battles and, 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 and changed history and, 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 and the presence of God that, that, uh, that confused armies when the Philistines kidnapped the ark and that they, they got confused because the, these plagues started coming on them. That presence of God still carries that power even more so because it is fully revealed through Jesus. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit didn't birth the church at Pentecost just to leave it, this baby, at the doorstep of Rome. He is committed to the continuous infilling of the church as long as the church is asking for it. Are we asking for it this morning? Hallelujah. I know I need some Holy Ghost power. Hallelujah. Even to the point... That Jesus said, it is to your advantage 
It is to your advantage. I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Sometimes our natural mind of thinking says, oh, well, surely it's not more beneficial. Surely it's more advantageous if you stay here and set up your kingdom and if you live in a nice house down the road and I can come visit you whenever I'm feeling down and I can come rub your dog and then you can you know, feed me fish and loaves and I can go away blessed. Surely that will be to my advantage. Jesus doesn't think so. Jesus saw it more impactful that he leaves, send the Holy Spirit and fill you so that you can once again be the image of God just like in Genesis just like how he formed man in his own image. And the, you know what I love about this? This is a rabbit trail. In Genesis 1, I believe 27, verse 28, he says to man, um, he, after he makes him, he made man and woman in his own image. And he, and he blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. So many times in our human thinking, we mean multiply, like kids. It was multiplying the image of God in the earth. That's what this is about. And in Christ Jesus, that is restored again to the believers. We get to be fruitful and multiply the image of God in the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sign me up for that. I'm done with church, like just being a show up and, 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 and enjoy a nice program. Sign me up for spreading the knowledge of the glory of God like the waters cover the sea. I want that type of Christianity. I want that kind of power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes Facebook can be a funny place, especially with, with Christians. And, oh, man, you'll, you'll get these funny things like, you know, messages. And a lot of them are like from, you know, developing nations like the one I come from. And they'll say, brother, watch this video. They found, they found the Ark of the Covenant. Sometimes I'm thinking, well, that's all well and good. God's hand was on the ark for a time and, and place. He, he anointed that, that precious box with his presence. But you want to know where the presence of God rests today? You're looking at him. Hallelujah. You want to know where the spirit of God dwells? You're looking at him. Tell someone next to you, you're looking at him. You're looking at him. You're looking at where the presence of God has decided to dwell. Hallelujah. Whoo, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And that's no disservice. It's a beautiful picture that God wanted to reveal and conceal. That he wanted his presence to be amongst men the whole time. But Haggai 2 verse 9 says, And I will fill this temple, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former temple, says the Lord of hosts. And I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. How many of you know? Let's go back to that scripture. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to tell this story. I work with a, a bunch of electricians, and Mitch, uh, he's sitting right there, Ethos Electrical. We've got a great team of guys, and I'm, 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 I'm a, a roof technician. It's, it's a fancy name I gave myself. Um, 
It's just, it sounds fancy, but it just means a tradie, um, trade assistant. Um, so if you see me by your electric, you know, your meter board, just please call the fire brigade or call the cops. <laughs> but um, anyway, I, I like asking the bosses and Mitch and Trent, the other electrician, I like asking them, you know, stupid questions. A real, real, like, you know, those questions that they'll almost look at me like, well, what did you eat for breakfast? But sometimes I think it's those stupid questions that lead to those profound moments, right? I'm talking like real simple questions, real simple like things like, you know, like those Nicodemus moments where Nic Nicodemus says to Jesus, oh, what do you mean be born again? You mean like cr crawl back into my mother's womb? But without those silly questions, Jesus doesn't give us John 3.16 and John 3.17, which tells us the purpose for why which he came. So anyway, I tell this, I ask this, this really simple question. I said, Trent, how come, how come a bird can sit on a wire and not get electrocuted? But every time, you know, I'm carrying the ladder, you always go off at me like, watch, 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 where are you going? You and Mitch are always telling me like, you know, watch, 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 look up and, you know, try to dodge those poles. But yet this bird can fly and land on the, on the, on the, Electric live wire. I promise you this story has a point. Sometimes when I talk about the glory of God living on the inside of you, it sounds like this sacrilegious kind of blasphemy against God. But I'm going to tell you this to help us understand. So I asked this question to him. Why, how come these birds don't get electrocuted? And he said, he said to me, he said, because that bird isn't connected to the earth, it has the same potential as that, as the same voltage potential as that, as that wire. Hallelujah. Even though there's volts of, of electricity and current charging through those, those cables, this bird can, can come and attach itself and it's not harmed. But the second that that bird touches a branch or a tree, it's KFC, baby. <laughs> One of the things I love about the Holy Spirit is that he cuts us away from our connection to the ground so that we share the same voltage potential as heaven. Hallelujah. We become of the same potential. We carry that... It, the power of God doesn't hurt us. We, we, we're not a cable ourselves. Like that, that bird doesn't magically become a cable. That, that bird doesn't become copper or you know, wire, whatever those things are made out of in the insulation. That bird's matter didn't change. But what changed? Its potential became the same because it wasn't grounded to a different current, a different voltage potential. And that's one of the works that the Holy Spirit does in sanctification, in making you holy, is so that you can be a partaker in the divine nature of God. We don't, we, we're not God ourselves. This isn't a little God's doctrine. This is, this is God sharing his nature. This is the powerful source with a little bird. But that bird has the same potential to what it's linked to. Another example before I close is, um, 
you know, in these high-voltage scenarios when they're doing maintenance, they have to get a helicopter to fly in and take the, the line maintenance worker off the ground, up into the air, and then they have to let him jump over onto the thing, uh, onto, the, onto the live wires, onto the cables. What do, what do they call them? Uh, what's the word for them? Yeah, the line. And, and so the power line, that's it. <laughs> Again, if you see me at your electrical box, just call, call the fire brigade or call the cops. Um, so he, he steps off the, the helicopter, reaches out a rod, touches the, and you can look this up on YouTube. There's a guy that talks to the, about the process of changing his potential to being that off the rod. And so he has a rod, and then once it stops sparking, he's safe to get over, and, and he's at the same voltage potential as that rail. And I looked at this, and I was saying, Holy Spirit, which one are you in this analogy? You know what the Holy Spirit said to me? He said, I'm the helicopter, I'm the insulation suit, I'm the rod, and I'm the power in the power line. Whoo! Glory be to God. Doesn't this just make you want more of the Holy Ghost? We're going to close up, and I want to give you the opportunity, if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, if you've never had the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and you want him to come, you want that same fire to come and light your Christian walk up, then I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward. If you just want, if you're a believer and you've, you've been filled, but you want a fresh infilling of the Lord, then we're going to attach our faith and we're going to come and reach forward and, and touch the power source because the Holy Spirit has changed the potential. Hallelujah. If that's you this morning and you want to come up, I want to open this front area up to you. If you want a fresh touch from the Holy Ghost this morning, come on up. Come on up like your life depends on it. Come on up like your walk depends on it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord, for your power. We thank you for your power. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I have Josh come? Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost and you, need, you want to know that there's more to this life, more to this life than just attending a program and, and kind of trying to see if you find your fit in a, in a church, the Holy Spirit is drawing you to reach your hands up this morning and call out, Father, Abba, Father, I need you. I want more of you in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see those hands and God sees them too. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Jeff, Pastor Nina, can I get you to come and we're going to pray for these ones. Hallelujah. You can lay your hands on them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Fresh touch from the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Fill him up. Fire in his belly in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Fill him up. Fill him up with your fire. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord. Let your fire just consume every desire. Every... Father, I thank you, Lord, for your spirit, your presence. Thank you, Lord. Fill her up. Fill her up. 
fresh fire, fresh fire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless these hands. Bless these hands. I call these hands blessed for the work of the ministry. Be empowered by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Fresh fire, fresh fire. Hallelujah. Fill her up, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Fresh, fresh as a newborn baby. A fresh eyes they can see. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your purposes, your plans being made clear by the Holy Ghost. Your plans being made clear by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Your power, your power, your power. Hallelujah. That flame's not out yet. That flame's not out yet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Fresh fire. Fill them up, God. Hallelujah. Fill them up. Fill them up, God. I thank you, Lord, for these hands. We thank you, Lord. Let your power flood this body in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. In your hearts, I want you to have this. I receive, I receive, I receive more of the Holy Ghost. I receive more of the Holy Ghost. Fresh dose, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Spiritual youth renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Revival in homes and marriages. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In children. Hallelujah. In workplaces, God. Holy Ghost fire. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The care of these hands, the care of these hands. Make it to shade a babateda mandoro Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fresh touch, fresh touch. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. More of your presence, Lord, fill her up. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. Thank you, Jesus. Fill her up. Fill her up, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. More of your presence. More of your presence. More of your glory. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord. Oh, increase your hand and your anointing. Increase your anointing on this life. I thank you, God. Oh, to be Let's 
you to look at your hands. Lift your hands up this morning. Lift them up to the Lord. We call these hands set apart and dedicated. Lord, Holy Spirit, touch every one of these hands. Hallelujah. Touch every one of these hands. Touch every one of these hands in Jesus' name. We call these hands anointed for service. The power of God that's in you is more powerful than any pandemic that surrounds you. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's living on the inside of you than he that is in the world. These hands are holy and consecrated unto the Lord Most High. Hallelujah. Don't let fear dictate your ministry of those hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. One more time. Holy Spirit, I want you to lay your hands on your heart. Holy Spirit, welcome Come and fly. Every chamber of my heart, every chamber of my heart. of the Holy Ghost in operation. Gifts of prophecy. Hallelujah. Words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can go back to your seats. There's one last thing. I know I'm so over time, but the Holy Ghost is just keeping us in this moment for a bit. Is that okay? you're here this morning and you've, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life and while I was preaching the Holy Ghost was leading you on this journey this, this journey into sonship where you can call God your father hallelujah if 
that's you this morning, you've never given your life to Jesus, if you're watching online and you've never made that decision, then it's not by chance that you're still watching this. But God, by the Holy Spirit, is reaching out to you. And now's the time to make a decision. We're going to pray this as a church. And uh, as you make this most important decision about where you get to spend eternity and how you live life on this earth, your life will never be the same. If that's you this morning, then repeat this prayer after me. It's just a decision in your heart and you're letting Father God know about it. But say this from your heart. Father God, I receive your love for me. Thank you for loving me. Even while I was still a sinner, you gave Jesus to die for me. And he lived a sinless life. And he died. And he rose again for me. And as far as the east is from the west, he's removed all of my sins. Every trace of guilt and shame no longer exists between you and I. Thank you, Father for welcoming me into your family. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.